morning, Ashley. I think I think some of our viewers um, and people that were listening were a little confused last week. So just before we start, obviously, welcome to Peeling Back the Truth with Ashley and Katie. We did not do our show last week because our producer recorder was on vacation. So we're going to do nerve. Yeah, I know. Leaving us. Um, so we are going to actually do two in a row. So Ooh. one this week and one next week. So we will put those on live when we have done them. And we're going to do um, one today and then one next Thursday. So I can't wait. I it's can't. been. I feel like it's been forever. I know. It does feel like it's been a really long time. Um, it's summer I had a week off also um I didn't really well I did go to the beach but I kind of just caught up in life a lot at home with the kids my kids are going back to you know sports mm -hmm. and all the fun stuff because school's coming up so you're not telling everybody about your 35th birthday party oh and oh that's right I turned 35 <laughs> I wish actually I'm 51 so I'm not as you know I just say my age it is what it is right well, you look awesome. And that's why you can say your age. So there you go. Thank you. And, um, you know, life is just continuing. Yep. I, uh, I'm getting ready for the kids to go back to school in a couple of weeks, which is going to be great because they won't be staring at my glass door to the office asking if they can have things that they're not supposed to have while we are doing our podcast. So uh, it'll be much quieter around here. I always say that I'm my children's employee. Mm -hmm. And me. Pretty and much. Cook. And yeah. financial yeah, uh, you know, stability, stability, yeah. stability, everything, you name it. So that's what we do as moms. Here we are today, and we are going to talk a little bit about the industry and how the young 20 somethings, mm -hmm. um, maybe Earl, even, you know, it's funny, I always say this, you know, when I was young and I was 18, mm -hmm. I was like really close to becoming an adult at 18. You know, mm -hmm. I was doing a lot on my own working since 15, you know, really, but today I feel like that 18 has been pushed back a bit. I think so too. And like 24 is the new 18. <laughs> I think so too. I have a 15 year old and I feel like she's really well equipped to life, but I think that when I was 15, it was a lot different. I was right. Yeah. I feel like we were kind of pushed in, like we just did more for ourselves, mm -hmm. you know? But mm -hmm. now I think it's a, you know, a little bit slower of a process and, mm -hmm. you know, that's okay. I think 18 is really young to be thrown into the world actually. Yeah. Um, so, you. you know, I, I think, but. So I know we talked a couple of weeks ago and we really want to talk to like more of that Gen Z era. Anybody, I think is Gen Z anywhere from like six years old to 24 or something like that. So something like that. We wanted, we wanted to talk to somebody more about like a, like of the Gen Z era about how they view aesthetics and how they, um, you know, react with all the hype on social media with skincare and skin health and goals. And I feel like now versus when we were younger, it is much more of a topic, whereas sure. before it wasn't a topic at all. Um, well, and yeah. No, I agree hundred percent. And I feel like when I got into this industry, um, I worked in a doctor's office who mm -hmm. was an aesthetic um, medical office and very rarely did we see a patient under the age of 40. Yeah. Very rarely, maybe for some Botox, someone in their later thirties, 
but it was mostly a more advanced age, you know, client. So I, today that is not the case. You're in a medical spa. I'm in a medical spa and it's anywhere from 20 to Mm -hmm. 65. There's such a difference in the clientele. In our med spot, I feel like, you know, we see a lot of teens, obviously, that are struggling with acne. And, and then they transition once they get through their acne and they're like, oh, you know, there's so many things that you guys offer that we didn't realize and this, that, and the other. And I think, I would say even 20, like. Oh, know, absolutely. 15 the, the to 20 is, yep. And then 20, I mean. Con- I mean, very common amongst a 20 something, preventatively. I, I always say when parents bring their kids in because a lot of times I would say a lot of the moms bring their daughters in that are, you know, 20, 22, 21. And they're like, she keeps talking to me about Botox and I just don't know if she's ready for it and this, that, and the other. And I always say, I'm honest. I tell them I've been doing Botox since I was 22. Um, And the reason why is the physician I did my internship in with, she said, Ashley, I know that Botox is really helping for your migraines. When I inject you in the scalp, because I used to have terrible migraines, she's like, but we really need to do something about that forehead because, you know, you're Italian and, and you have a lot of expression and you're going to age. She's like, you, you probably have a 40, uh, a, a forehead of a 40 year old. And I was like, well, I think what? that, you know, foreheads and you're 11, mm-hmm. those, uh, wrinkles that form are very, very hereditary. Oh, gosh, yeah. So a child in, you know, their teens or earlier than that could have, you know, lines on the forehead when they raise their eyebrows that are really obvious. So over time in their, you know, in that time in life, they have so much collagen in their skin. It doesn't leave marks or wrinkles, but as they age, um, it will. So yes. So as they start to lose collagen, those wrinkles will begin to form. And if they are to get some preventative Botox, Mm -hmm. then this is going to stop that. And in the past, it was more like everyone went to the problem when it was there, when the wrinkles were there, but that's almost too late. You know, it can, it will relax them and it will also soften them. But at that point they formed where Mm -hmm. if you start earlier, you stop them from, from forming. Prevention is extremely important because if you prevent when you're younger, you have tons less work to do when you're older. It's so true. And the sun is another huge, you know, huge thing. A lot of young people don't feel like they need to protect themselves because, oh, I'm young. And, Mm -hmm. but this Mm -hmm. is cumulative, you know, this sun Mm -hmm. damage is starting very early on. I just read an article by a physician in New York um, the other day, and he was talking about how creams really aren't working superficially because they're not absorbing in the skin properly unless you're doing aesthetic skincare with it for that exfoliation. Mm-hmm. And I think that people oftentimes forget that just because you're using a pharmaceutical grade skincare or cosmeceutical grade skincare line that has a cream or a moisturizer and you're putting it on your face, your cells are not absorbing that correctly if you're not properly exfoliating. And I thought that that was a good reminder because people could come into a med spa or purchase even, you know, through their doctor's office, great skincare, but they have to keep getting the exfoliation process, which, you know, it could be through a treatment or it could be an at-home like exfoliation lotion, something, you know, dermaplaning, anything. So mm-hmm. I think that that's important to remember because as much as you're investing the money in the creams or moisturizers, 
you need to be making sure that you're properly exfoliating or it's not going to pass. And I couldn't, I just, you know, that is something that I preach a lot to clients at any age, this mm -hmm. is an issue with mm -hmm. skincare. Mm -hmm. um, I always like kind of compare it to if you were going to put some, say you're trying to, you know, your leather couch was starting to dry out. Well, if you put moisturizer onto a leather couch, what's going to happen? The leather is going to soak it up, correct? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Never going to get like down into the cushion. Right. It's always going to. So if you're, if your <laughs> skin, oh, there's my little doggy. <laughs> Let me just open the door for him real quick. But if your skin is not exfoliated properly, then that moisture that you're putting on top of the skin is never going to absorb into the mm -hmm. cells and underneath into the dermis where you really need that to go to activate and to do anything that's going to help your skin. So getting all of that dead skin off is it's so important and it's important for all ages. You know, it's really, and I think that these younger people are very into exfoliation and which is, great. Mm -hmm, which is great. You know, I think that it's a good thing for them to learn early on for long-term success with their skin. Absolutely. And that is also, you know, something that you just maybe think of about exfoliation and, you know, making sure that people are educated and our youth is educated. A lot of times with acneic patients, um, young gentlemen, women, when they have a lot of acne and they're not properly exfoliating, the acne gets worse because Absolutely. you're not properly exfoliating. And that doesn't mean that you're going to do a traditional microderm and spread that bacteria all over their face because oftentimes, you know, 1980s and 90s, microderms were a thing, which I personally, and I don't know if you agree, Katie, but I don't think microderm is the answer when you have cystic acne or pustule acne on the face. It's definitely not. And there are other ways to exfoliate topically mm -hmm. um, without using something that would spread that bacteria. Right. So- I am glad you brought acne up. Um, so young people obviously suffer with acne mm -hmm. and acne a lot of the time is worse, if not because of, you know, improper skincare. Mm -hmm. um, I can't tell you how many times I've had an acne patient tell me they don't really wash their face. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's, you know, obviously not positive for your acne. Also, a lot of times people wash their face improperly. So you can wash your face and then a good way to figure this out is wash your face and then take a makeup wipe or an alcohol little swab and go over your skin. If you are still having residue on that, you're not washing properly, Correct. you know, and I think that a lot of times this is the case, especially with younger people. They just don't really, it's not a priority. They don't like, they don't like their acne, but it's not a priority to really keep that skin clean. They're not as concerned about it, which they should be, because I, I know I've talked to you about this in my younger teen years is when I really got into jumping and diving into the medical skincare. And it was because my acne was so bad and I was being very pushed to do Accutane and I didn't want to do it. Um, and okay. Don't judge me, Katie. I used, I know everybody out there could say it. I thought I was properly exfoliating my skin because I was using St. Ives apricot scrub. Oh, the best. That's one of my pet peeves. It's like, it's like taking a rock from outside and a hammer to the rock and just like hitting the rock and breaking it in a million pieces and then putting some moisturizer with it mm -hmm. and then just washing your face with that. So when I did my internship after I got my license with the dirt that I worked under for a couple of years, 
she, when I told her that she was very nice about it, but she's like, I have to show you something. And I was still suffering with some inflammation and some of my acne. She put me in front of a mag light and then got another magnifying light on my face and showed me. And I literally had marks in my skin from it being scratched open. And she's like, that's from your apricot scrub. Mm -hmm. So lesson learned to all of the youth out there and people that aren't youth that are like me and did the apricot scrub and never do that again. Yes. And let's not, but let's not get that this twisted. So there is exfoliators with, with, um, crystals Mm -hmm. and scrubs that are fine. Absolutely but that's not one of them. (laughs) You want to also make sure, I think a lot of times too, when you're looking at exfoliation, you want to make notice that a lot of brands always say like hundred percent spherical. And when they say spherical, they're meaning obviously like a sphere and they don't have any ablating edges, but they're still exfoliating. There's tons of enzymes out there that are fruit-based that really can help exfoliate as well over the counter. But yes, I'm glad you brought that point up because there are exfoliators that do that job. It's just, I would say if somebody has the Sanives apricot scrub, maybe use it on on your body. If you really want to use that, you know, $9 Mm -hmm. product up, that's fine. Just not on the face, please. Yeah. So Let's just clarify that a little bit, acne and the importance. I mean, we could do a whole show on acne, but now that we brought it up, the importance of cleansing the skin properly, you know, see somebody who can help you and get you on a path of properly cleaning your skin because it is going to change your acne. It's going to to make it better. Another myth with acne is drying acne out is not the answer. Okay. Yes. You strip your barrier and then the sebum um, production becomes greater instead of less. So don't, you know, believe that drying it out is going to be the answer. Oh, well, when I'm tan, my acne gets better. This is not real. (laughs) Okay. uh, Your skin has to have the proper level of moisture. When it does, your acne will get better because your sebum production will be right. So talk to somebody who knows what they're talking about, you know, with this type of um, care and get a regimen that is going to help you with your acne. And we can definitely do a show and talk all about that, but. I think it'd be amazing. I think it'd be super fun. And I want to add to that. It is a myth that if you go to the tanning bed, it will help your acne. Yeah. Because I did that when I was younger and yes, shame on me. It does not help you with your acne. It actually dries out your sebaceous oils that then look great while you're going, but then are going to implode when you stop. And everybody should know, and I am so sorry if I'm insulting any tanning salon owners or anybody um, in that realm, but don't go to the tanner. It's yes. I mean, let's be, let's be, you know, real. We all know. I don't think there's many people who don't know that tanning is bad. Mm -hmm. So therefore tanning beds are not good for your skin, obviously. And, you know, when you're young, you can get away with it, but it will catch up, you know, Mm -hmm. it will catch up. So just always know that tanning is not good. No. 
Um, I think that, you know, when we have our special guest today, which I'm super excited to um, talk to in a couple moments, when we talk to her, Katie, I really think that we should kind of dive deep in the whole realm of social media and how that's I was a powerhouse of skincare um, recommendations and a powerhouse of keeping the aesthetic world alive and how they really target rejuvenation and all of those things. So I think I want to talk to her a lot about, I feel like I have so many questions for her. Yes. And you know, young people are so in tune with social media. Um, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not. I, I mean, I will scroll on a news feed. I do have Instagram and Facebook. Yes. But as far as the, let's call it etiquette of social mm -hmm. media, I'm very clueless. You know, I don't even really know like liking pictures, loving pictures, all that, like, I, I just am not savvy with it because it just wasn't apparent when yeah. I was young, but young people are just, you know, they like my daughter, my youngest daughter, she is just like doing all these. She different is a TikTok genius. She's a TikTok genius. She does. Yeah. Uh, what is the thing she's been doing lately? Uh, oh, I'm going to probably make a four. Yeah, yeah. No, it's like, she goes to the store, we buy things and then she gets in the car and she shows everything she bought. Um, my daughter does this. I, what I know is it called? A real? A real? A real. That's not. Is that what it is? It's I don't think. Are you sure? I don't think that's right. <laughs> We're it's really sure. Right. Right it's not um, right. My 15 year old daughter, she, when I have to ask her to like help me, I don't know what it is. They're geniuses when it comes to picture taking. She like knows the angles and everything. I'm like, I don't even know what I'm doing. It's unbelievable. It really is. But that being said, you know, that we're not very savvy with it. It yeah. is a necessary tool in this industry. Now, it just is. If you don't have an Instagram or a Facebook page and you're a business, you are really missing out because missing the boat. you're missing the boat. It is, first of all, free advertisement, you know, right there. Um, and it is everywhere, like the, especially for your younger clients. That's where they're getting their information. Um, you know, that's positive and negative at the same time mm -hmm. because there's a lot of misinformation also. There so, is. And that's, and that's what I want to talk to Amina about today, our guest, because I want to see how she takes it. Like, it, you know, I think that people that are in this industry that are a Gen Z version, um, you know, I want to know if they like dive deep into it and see, is that really true or is that not true? And yeah, so I'm excited. And I think that. there's a difference. You know, I think there's some people who see something and believe it. Mm -hmm. I think there's other people who see things and are skeptical. Yeah. So, you know, but I'm here to tell you, and Ashley's here to tell you that anytime you are going to have a procedure done of any kind, do not get your information from Instagram only. You know, that's maybe where you're introduced to it or you mm -hmm. see it, but then you have to do your homework. You have to look into it. You have to find, is it even legitimate? You know, there's things that aren't even legitimate that are, are like not real. They're not even offered in a medical spa. Um, there are, people are purchasing things on Amazon and in the five below, you know, I was in five below actually the other day getting school supplies. And I just happened to stroll by this aisle and I needed tweezers and all of these skincare tools, like, um, like electric brushes, like a Clarisonic style. Um, oh, okay. but I'm sure great. it's not, you know, great. Oh, micro needle rollers. In high below. I, I swear. 
I was like, this is kind of crazy. Um, all kinds of things that really nobody should be doing to themselves. And I can tell you right now, if a microneedle roller is being sold at five below for $5, please don't take it to your face, young people. <laughs> please. <laughs> because- Oh, I can't wait to ask all these questions. It is definitely not sufficient, okay? So, you know, this is just examples of things that are in our face, in stores, on social media, mm -hmm. that just because they're a thing doesn't mean that you can do it on your own or you can do it with a product that is $5. Because it, I can, it kind of reminds me of that saying that I don't know if your parents used to say this, like your friends are, if they jump off the bridge, are you going to do it with them? Yeah. Like I can tell you right now, the, the, the micro needle device that you and I use in a med spa is $5,000. So let's mm -hmm. see, $5, $5,000. I wonder if there's any differences between these two devices. I would say, yeah. Most likely. So please, please don't do that. Oh man, I can't believe you found it at five below. That kind of I wish I bought it. I really do. Cause I would be holding it right now and be like, I swear this is from five below. I recently was online and I work alongside of one of the most amazing microblading artists. Um, she's fantastic. And I was just like zooming through online the other day and they are trying to sell at home microblading kits to microblade your own eyebrows. I just want to oh, make sure, I just want to make sure really? that everybody out there understands this microblading your eyebrows, which I would love to have, um, who I work alongside in our practice on. She's fantastic. I'd have her on someday, but microblading is a scalpel, like a, a, a blade that literally. you literally put little marks in your skin to adhere pigment in your skin, like a tattoo mm -hmm. with little feather strokes. They're selling this online. That's great. That's really so I cannot um, even imagine all the artistry work that, you know, not to mention at school and she goes back in high school. I don't infection, know. Infection, not to mention infection. And let's see, there's so many things. We Properly disposing of the blade. I don't know. Oh, yeah. That, that, I mean, it's just crazy. It's crazy. So it's like, just don't, don't, don't do it. <laughs> Don't, don't save a buck with skincare when you could go get a complimentary consultation or a consultation that might be a payment towards a treatment and get the proper education. Cause I think that yes. that's a little scary that you can buy anything offline these days. And I'm not saying that there isn't affordable things because right. there is, but a micro needle roller at five below is not one of them. And no yeah. offense to five below because I love five. That's below. some great stuff. It's a great store, but it is not the place to purchase your microneedle roller yeah, for sure. I would agree. I would agree. Yeah. Yes. Shall we bring out our guest? Uh, sure. I think All that right. sounds great. And we can get, you know, some of some feedback on what's going on out there for someone in their younger years. All righty. So our guest today, her name is Amanda. She is 22 years old and she is actually an esthetician. And we are ready to get her feedback on how the industry is in her perspective and what all of our Gen Z um, people are experiencing and seeing in the media. So welcome, Amanda. Hi, Amanda. Hi, everybody. Nice to see you today. Oh, she looks like a baby. <laughs> oh, to be 22 again. <laughs> So we um, understand that you are an esthetician, correct? Yes. 
So awesome. And what um, made you kind of dive into the aesthetics world and skin? So I've actually always loved makeup. That was like my main focus my whole life. And Mm -hmm. I feel like throughout high school, I started to realize as I was doing, I actually skipped both my proms to do makeup. I was like obsessed. And I started to realize that like the main foundation of having a good face of makeup is skincare. You Mm -hmm. need good skincare to have nice makeup. You can't just put makeup on and expect to not see your pores and texture on your skin without taking care of your skin beforehand. It's, it's really like the forefront of having nice makeup. And I just got super into it and I haven't stopped since. And I feel like it's so important to really learn like as much information as possible about it at a young age, just like you guys were saying, because as you kind of get older, you're going to regret not starting at a younger age. I just feel like it's super important. And then I just went to school for it and got my license and I don't know. I'm just trying to start out and see how it goes, but I love skincare. Super excited to be on here today with you guys. Well, thank you so much for being on here. Sorry. What do you th- it's okay. What do you think about social media and its impact on younger people and, you know, how, how it helps, how it, what's the word I'm looking for? It, you know, causes them to make decisions about skincare. So I feel like there's positive and negative. Um, positive is that there is tons of people on the um, like social media side of like esthetician, skincare, that really do know what they're talking about and have a lot of information and can educate younger kids on how to take care of their skin. The negative, um, I mean, there's apps like TikTok and things where things go viral and they sometimes aren't the best and people kind of just believe it because it's getting a lot of views and it ends up not being like, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) For example, like there will just be certain like, trends like um trying to think of what a good one that how about the the pen that injects filler into your lips oh yeah see (laughs) things like that you see it you believe it because it has a lot of likes and views right and it's hard to not fall into it when you're seeing all these people get so excited over it but in reality it's just like you have to really do your research um to know. And even with people that seem like they really know what they're talking about on the internet, you never know until you do your own research. Agree. Do, do you oftentimes have friends, Amanda, just pick your brain? Like, oh, Amanda, is this real? Is this real? I actually have friends that pretty much beg me to create their whole skincare routine. Like they just ask me several questions and are just so curious, which I love it because I love to talk about it. Obviously it's like mm-hmm. my favorite to talk about, so I don't really mind. But I do notice that a lot of girls my age, especially, I feel like growing up, it wasn't like this. I heard you talking about the St. Ives apricot scrub. Like, I remember like being in high school and using like pink grapefruit by Neutrogena and thinking it was like like, groundbreaking, like it was going to make my skin perfect, flawless, amazing. And I feel like it's so different now because I really do see like even my little sister, like she cares so much about her skin and it's just so crazy to see like how much things have changed. Like, you know, a lot. Now you said that you were really into makeup and that's what made you get into this. Are you still into makeup? Like, do you do anything with that now? So I do work for Bare Minerals, which is clean. 
is something I'm very fond of. I love mineral-based makeup. I think especially if you're struggling with acne or more sensitive skin, which I actually do have very, very sensitive skin, um, I think it's the way to go. The ingredients that they use in it is great. Um, I think that's another really important thing. People will have this amazing skincare routine and then kind of jump over to makeup and not realize that the ingredients in that are just harming your skin so much. You really do have to pay attention to that as well. But I love makeup. I've been working for Bare Minerals for three years now. Um, I kind of just travel around to the different Sephora's and Ulta's in my area, sell the makeup, help people find a good routine for them. And yeah. That's so awesome. And how long have you been an esthetician now, Amanda? So I've been an esthetician for about a year now. I've been in the makeup industry for almost five years now. That is so awesome. So you, you realized that you wanted to do these things at a young age, which is awesome because I feel like youth, and I call you youth, I know you're probably like, I'm 22, but <laughs> you, you, yes, you're 22, but it's youth. <laughs> um, I feel like teens and young 20s still don't have that, you know, a lot don't have that direction. So I think it's really amazing that you, you knew what you wanted to do at a young age and you, you powered through it and you have your esthetician's license and you have an amazing head on your shoulders. It seems like you're really responsible. And, um, I, I think, think that, can I, oh, yeah, before, no, go ahead. I just thought of something. So I think that, you know, is amazing that she has that, that drive already yeah. to do something and have a career, which a lot of times at that age is not really the case. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think it's also a really good example. And I'm not sitting here saying negative things about education or college, but because I think college is amazing yeah. and it's a great role to go after high school. But it there are other things that you can do to have a career and to get started in life without choosing college. I feel like it's such a push for children and some or high school. And sometimes it's not their path. And I think mean, that leads back into the social media thing. Now, like things are so different that you can use social media to really build a platform and create this whole career for yourself that you couldn't, I mean, years ago, it wasn't like that. So it's super exciting to see people my age I mean, not that college isn't a great thing, like you were saying, but there's so many other ways to kind of build yourself and just make a career for yourself. I think that um, with both of you saying that makes me wrap my brain, you know, my oldest is 15 and, and I always say, I want you to be happy in what you do, but I think that trade schools don't get enough credit. I, I think that I think that this generation um, is gearing more into not a four year university, which I think is amazing. I, um, I went to college and it was, it was great. I didn't finish like with a bachelor's because I knew what I wanted to do within this industry. But I think that that's important for everybody to know that you could do your degree in that, you could do your trade, you could follow your dream. I oftentimes, and maybe both of you will agree with me on this. I feel like oftentimes when I meet estheticians and makeup artists and medical estheticians, we have more of a creative brain, I would say. And with that being said, and, and I'm, I'm very into like the left and the right, I'm left-handed. So I, I feel like I've always been a really creative brain. Um, and I think that just that everyday college setting was not for me. And I think that the trade school was for me. And I was able to have my degree by the time I was done with high school at 18, I dual enrolled. And it was fantastic because I worked underneath an um. I did an internship underneath the Durham for a couple of years to learn the medical side of things. And 
with that being said, I was like kind of ahead of the game because when my friends were graduating college, I already had my career. And it sounds like Amanda, you know, you're right now probably have some friends that are in college and you've already been doing this for a couple of years or, you know, three years with makeup artistry work. High school. I, I yeah. So, and I think that's that's not to say either that um, you can go to school at some point if you wanted to. Yeah. Yeah, anybody, today's school's online. It just didn't feel right when I already kind of had this idea of what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's great. Uh, you know, I love talking about that because I feel like a lot of, you know, young people are so, feel so pressured to go to college and that if they don't, they're labeled, oh, I, they didn't go to college or whatever. But I don't really think that's the case. So, you know, if you want to pursue something else, pursue it. And college is always an option. You know, Mm -hmm. there are grown people who go to college. So it's not like if you don't go at 18, you can never go. It's always an option. Always, always. I mean, I have friends that are literally like professional students and they're, you know, in their forties and they're still going to college, which is amazing. I know so many young people who, sorry. It's okay. I do also feel like people my age that are doing things like this, it kind of shows people that are in college and aren't really sure of what they're doing and kind of feel like they just went with it to just because that's what they see everyone else do. Like Mm -hmm. seeing other people kind of take the opposite route does change people's minds and make them see that like they can do whatever they want to do. And a lot of times people out of high school go to college and end up not doing well that first year. Actually went to esthetician school with a girl that went to college for four years and ended up doing nothing to do with her job and realized Mm -hmm. that this is what she wanted to do. And I mean, it's totally fine. It's crazy to expect that when you're 18 years old, you just know, like not everyone knows at 18 years old what you want to do. What they want to do. Spend all that money on college, but you just have to learn from it and just follow what you feel because I feel like not that everyone that goes to college um some people are extremely passionate about what they're doing but a mm-hmm. lot of people do just go because that's what they they're supposed to their parents thought they should go and that's mm-hmm. what their next path was yeah yes. no, absolutely now Amanda do you think that I, I know you said you have such a um passion to do makeup do you think in the future that you would ever want to do you know medical aesthetic work I do think about it. Yeah. Um, I think as I get older, I probably will be more passionate about it. Um, I mean, I'm super interested in it. I just have such like a strong passion for makeup that mm-hmm. it kind of takes up like my main focus, but I do want to branch out and do that as well as I get older. Yes, for sure. And I think that that's important too. Like I look at a lot of medical aesthetic practices and, you know, a lot of them, I, we personally at our medical spot, um, we carry glow minerals. I'm very, um, heavy on like all mineral based makeup. I have been ever since I was in my teens, just from suffering with acne myself, I thought the minerals just worked the best with my skin. Um, and I think that there's always a place for, you know, more mineral based makeups inside med spas and, and educating Um, individuals that come in that need the makeup, because like you said, you know, there can be people that have great skincare and then their makeup, as they Mm -hmm. tell me, you know, when I have consultations, people are like, I have this and this and this. I'm like, those are great products. Then we get the makeup partner. Like I'm using, um, Maybelline, some yeah. (laughs) And I, and not that those are bad for some people, they aren't, but I feel like if you're investing in your skincare so heavily, 
why are we, Mm -hmm. and and when I say investing, I don't mean they have to be uber expensive because as we, we know, I love bare minerals. My daughter uses bare minerals. It's very inexpensive for what it is. So you don't always have to break the bank with mineral makeup. Um, skincare either. I mean, there's so many brands around now, like the Inky List, the Ordinary. Mm -hmm. I know you guys are more into the, like, pharmaceuticals. That's okay. At, um, like a younger age, those brands, they are very nice and they have great ingredients and super, super, super affordable. So I've had many people come in and have a vitamin C from Ordinary. And I'm like, that's a great first step. Mm -hmm. I, it, you know, it is. And so so really that younger generation, you know, that's what they can maybe afford. So at -hmm. least if that's what they can afford, they're using something that is like Amanda said, not terrible for their skin. Making smart decisions. Towards that like path. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So before we say goodbye to Amanda, I just want to ask her one question because I think this is huge for the younger generation and what their feelings are on it. So Amanda, what is your view on being in the sun, you know, being exposed to the sun, um, how important is sunblock to somebody your age considering, you know, looking at your skin, your skin is beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously you don't have wrinkles and anything, you know, of that nature yet, but how important is preventative to you? Um, So this is another thing. I know you guys were saying that younger people, you notice that they're, they really do care more about skincare. Um, I notice it about so many of my friends growing up, like in high school, everyone would go in the tanning beds. Mm-hmm. And that was like the thing you, when summer came around, you had to be super tan. And I feel like I notice now, like when I go out with my friends or we're going to the beach, we all have our sunscreen on. Mm-hmm. We got our LTMDs in our bag, like ready to go. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's so important. I, like you guys were saying, if you don't start skincare at a younger age, I mean, you're going to regret it later on in your life. And even if you don't see like skin damage now, I'm super serious about my skin. So I'm like, I think I have skin damage, but I don't, I, I'm, I know I'm being dramatic, but I just feel like why not start now? Mm -hmm. I I don't understand Mm -hmm. why, instead of taking care of your skin later and fixing those issues, why not prevent them? Yes. And I mean, not only I've noticed that not only is just sunscreen to like go, I think some people think that when you're going in the sun, like when you're going to the beach, that's when you should be using sunscreen. Sunscreen is an everyday thing. Mm-hmm. If it's a cloudy day outside, you better put that sunscreen on. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. I, I feel like Amanda, you're very wise beyond your years because a lot of people, you know, in their early twenties are like, give me the sun, give me all the rays. And they're like, I can't use sunscreen because I'm not going to get tan. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that you're really wise um, for saying that and prevention is key. So um, it makes me feel better that you're friends. It makes me feel really good that you're friends when you say you guys go to the beach that you're all using sunscreen. Um, my daughter, you know, she's 15 and I feel like she's pretty good about it. But then somebody, she's like, I will get tan if I wear that. And I always have to correct her. But I think with social media, the way it is now and in how you guys use those platforms is looking up things and seeing new things. I think we're veering into a new um, era of skincare where I'm hoping that, you know, younger youth that may be just born now or like in five or 10 years old, hopefully by the time that they're teens, I'm hoping it's just that the, the way. Yeah, the tanning bed isn't an option. You know, yeah. that baking yourself in the sun without sunscreen isn't an option because obviously, as everybody knows, skin cancer is a real thing. And yes, you have to not protect, only to protect yourself. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, I actually get 
this is another thing. I feel like people think about skincare as skin cancer as something for like the older age. I actually go and get, I have moles and I go and get them checked. That's super important as well. Like you need mm-hmm. to be on top of your skin. It's super important. Cancer is not a joke. I think people take skin cancer lightly and I, I don't think it is. I think sunscreen is the most important step of skincare in general. And I'm so glad that you made that point, Amanda. Skincare happens to everybody of all ages. I yeah. had a friend that sister used to tan in the tanning bed, and I was one of them. I did it as well when I was younger. Her sister got melanoma in her early 20s on her back. Yeah, it can happen. It happens. Mm-hmm. And so people need to be aware that all the time people are like, that would never happen to me. I've only went to the tanning bed like a dozen times, and I do put sunscreen on when I know I'm going to be out for like nine hours, but I don't do it until like hour five. And yeah, and you know, some like people are genetically pre, you know, determined to for that to be more um, of a possibility for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you know, some people are luckier when it comes to genetics, but you don't know. Yeah. So if you are watching or listening, and you're my age. I do recommend going to a dermatologist and getting your moles checked out. I mean, what's it going to hurt? You might as well. I'm not saying that anything bad's going to happen, but if you did at a younger age, go in the sun a lot without sunscreen, you might as well go and get that checked and just make sure that everything's okay. I think it's super important. It, is, it definitely is. So awesome. Well, I hope that any of our guests listening or watching us that might be in your area where you live, go see you at one of the Sephora's or Altos to get your makeup done. I wish I could come see it. I want to drop a big bomb um, for everybody that is listening and watching us. Amanda is actually Katie's daughter. So I can't, I think that she's so youth, um, like I said, wise beyond her years, but I also have to say, I think her mom had a good part in it too. And I think, I think it's awesome that you knew you really wanted to do aesthetics though. And you, and your mom was just as amazing as she always is. And and really showed you probably how much of a passion she had for it. And you're like, I love skin too. I listen to my mom all the time. So Mm -hmm. yeah. And although we went a little bit different, you know, she was very into makeup and I'm sure that the example of me being, you know, in this, for her being able to see that it's a profession that you can be successful in, you know, that a woman can have this profession and, and, you know, I'm sure that helped to gear her towards it. That's so awesome. And Amanda, if you want, um, now that I told everybody and the whole world that your mom is Katie, um, you can tell people where you live so they can request you in Sephora or Ulta if you want to. Yeah, that's great. So I usually, my most common areas are the Newtown Ulta. Um, in Newtown Pennsylvania. Ulta. And then I also am in the Warrington one um, in that little Main Street shopping center. And that's Pennsylvania too, correct? Yeah. Yeah, because everybody's all over. Ashley's in Michigan. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. And then another one in Pennsylvania would be the Springfield Mall. So awesome. Yeah, if well, thank you so much, Amanda, for joining us. And we so appreciate your time. And I think that you have an amazing career path ahead of you and you are super intelligent with skin. Yes. Thank, thank you, you, dear. And I'm so proud of you. Aww. <laughs> Have a wonderful day. Guys. Bye. Bye. Oh my gosh, that like made me tear when I you're know. like, I'm so proud of you. I was, like, oh. <laughs> I was trying to be kind of on the more quiet side because, you know, as the mom, I want to like, I'm, like, I'm, in as a like mom. I'm literally like tearing right now. <laughs> oh, she's so sweet. And, you know, really, really 
she is wise. wise beyond her years. Absolutely. She is. You know, she'll be telling me, mom, have you gotten your skin checked? <laughs> Sean and Samantha aren't on yet because they're grabbing the tissues because they're crying. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, she's a great kid. You know, she really is um, very intelligent, very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Savvy with her, her words. You know, she really knows how to she wasn't like a normal 22 year old, like super hungover from like partying. Not, she doesn't party at all. She's not a partier. So she's a good kid. Yeah. I think that it was good to see, to have somebody as youthful as her talk about prevention. I think it was mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. And she has beautiful skin like your mama. Yeah. So, well, not yet. I, <laughs> she does have beautiful skin. So I can't believe we're almost at the end of our time here already these this time goes so fast but um do you want to talk about some truths myths yes so um truth is prevention is key prevention is key and myths are tanning is not going to help acne myth is that you don't need sunblock on a day that you're not going in the sun and laying in the sun you always want to wear a sunblock need it all the time when all you're the time. out, even if it's winter. Yes. Even if it's winter driving in the car, you are getting those UV light uh, rays for sure. Truth is mineral makeup is better for you than other makeup. Agreed. Sure. And truth is that it does matter what kind of makeup you put on your skin, because if we're taking all this energy to take care of our skin on other levels, well, when we put makeup on our skin, we should also be aware of the ingredients. Like Amanda mm-hmm. was saying, that is in the actual makeup. Mm, there's doggy again. <laughs> um, I think that with all of this talk with like the truths in this, and we're doing a lot focused on prevention and skincare, I think because we are getting towards the end of summer, which makes me sad, um, we I think next week, because we're doing two weeks in a row, which I'm super excited about. Yeah. I think maybe next week we should talk about reverse, reversing aging and sun damage and kind of getting catching up from the, you know, if you were from the summer months when, you know, melasma could really be at its worst and maybe some spots came back because you're wearing the sun, reds. So let's talk about, you know, how we can catch up after summer and get our skin, you know, better and back, back to, to where we want it to be, where we wanted it. And some things and treatments we can talk about that will really help to do this. Um, we can talk about the Aralace reverse mm-hmm. all treatment. Um, we'll get into that and we'll really give some suggestions on a lot of different things you can do for your skin mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. after summer. I think it'd be amazing. So we are going to be back next Thursday. Um, I know it's it's literally uh, a week and a day away, but we really want to make sure that all of our followers and listeners are um, hearing us since we just took a little hiatus last week. Um, so we will be back next Thursday and let's do it. Let's talk about um, damaged skin in the end of the summer and refreshing it and reversing the signs of aging and we'll go from there. Sounds good. All, All right. right. Have a great day. Thank you, thank you for joining too. both Katie Bye, and everybody. Feeling Back the Truth. We greatly Thanks, appreciate Amanda. you. Thanks, Amanda. And thank you very much, Amanda. That was amazing. Bye.